the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's the most wonderful time in eight years. Yet some kids are protesting while Trump fans investing their time with good cheer. Sing it's the most wonderful time in eight years. That is our holiday theme song at Unite IE Radio, and it truly is the most wonderful time in eight years, of course, unless you live in California. But in the other 49 states, things are picking up. My name is Greg Brenton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by co-host Don Dix, chapter leader of Act for America in Corona, a nationwide grassroots national security organization. Happy New Year, Greg. Well, same to you. It's great to be with you here. It is an optimistic time, despite the waning days of the Obama administration and their best efforts to throw cold water over the entire world, it seems, you know, from Israel to God knows what. What more can we screw up before we leave office? Right. How much more difficult can we set the stage for the incoming administration? I, I got an idea. Let's completely mess up the relationship with Russia. Let's put sanctions on Russia. Let's blame them for the outcome of the uh, U.S. election. And let's, uh, you know, let's throw cold water on the relationship, whatever's left of it, from eight years of the Obama administration uh, stabbing our biggest ally in the Middle East in the back. Let's really amp that up by, you know, abstaining from voting on the most important resolution facing Israel in the most consequential resolution right. facing Israel in the past, what, eight years, maybe which that, longer. Which, which resolution now gives uh, legal sanction to everyone in the world who wants to impose sanctions and uh, punitive measures against Israel, that they now have that quote-unquote legal basis to do so. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And here Donald Trump thought he was going to have a nice, quiet transition. I'm waiting for the pardons. I'm still thinking that Hillary Clinton is going to be the beneficiary of some kind of presidential pardon in the uh, last minutes of the Obama administration, but we'll see. Uh, that's my bet at any rate. I don't know what the odds on Vegas in Vegas are on that, but um, I'm thinking that... You know, she- I, th- I, th- I, th- I, think I think the odds are yes, because uh, I, think, I think Clinton's have made clear to Obama that if we go down or I go down, we're not going down alone. Absolutely. Well, you have arranged for us to spend the last show of... 2016 with a very special guest, Greg. Yeah, one of my favorites, uh, Patriot leader uh, Tim Donnelly. He uh, ran for assembly and through through shoe leather or tennis shoes, got himself elected into the assembly and immediately started making waves and causing trouble up in Sacramento. Then ran for governor and had a great statewide grassroots campaign until the last minute establishment, uh, false negative advertising, put Kash, Neil Kashkari into second place. We see how well... That Republican campaign worked out. Kashkari just did so well in the in the general election, and then uh, not undaunted, took on a sitting congressman. That was probably my most disappointing 
result of from the 2016 election was that uh, Paul Cook is, is, is in Congress for the 8th District rather than a patriot activist like Tim Donnelly who could do so much more with that position. But we, we are so pleased to have Tim on the line with us today, and we'll get his thoughts on All Matters Trump, his new book, Patriot Not Politician, and an article he just wrote on Breitbart this week, The Ten Stupidest Laws in California, and, and that must have been tough competition to narrow it down to, uh, to, to only ten. Welcome to the last Unite IE Radio show of the year, Tim. Great to have you with us. Oh, it's great to be on with you guys. Thank you. Well, hey, congratulations on your new book. I, I, I see now why uh, there was a period of radio silence out of the Donnelly camp as you were uh, busily putting the uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's on this. Congratulations. Yeah, it's been a it's been a project I've been working on for a while, and uh, I was thrilled to finish it just before Christmas. It's up at Amazon. Title is Patriot, Not Politician, Win or Go Homeless, which uh, literally describes my first race for the assembly back in 2010. Win or go homeless. What are people going to learn when they read this book, Tim? Well, it, you know, the purpose of me writing this book was not to glorify Tim Donnelly. It was to glorify God for the miracles that he's done in my life and also for the, the call and the purpose that he called me to. And, I, and I'm hoping that it'll inspire other people to realize, hey, look, you don't have to be somebody special or, or somebody who's, uh, you know, eminently qualified, as it were, or part of the elite in order to make a difference in the world, whether you're called into politics or, you know, to do something in your church or your local community, uh, there, there's a shortage of leadership, and there's a shortage of, of people that are willing to just step up. And, you know, I, I wound up being called into politics at the very moment that I had despaired and was about to give up on life. Mm. And, and so when you, when you read the, the story, especially the, the story about uh, February 4th of 2010, you realize that, you know, God, God is there and, and he's not going to give up on you. And you may not feel like you're the person who's best equipped, but he'll equip you. Beautiful. That is that is that that's such great stuff, and I'm I'm really glad that you documented uh, your walk into public service in this way because there you're right there is a shortage of it, and I think this is one of the things that sort of handicapped you know my uh, walk into this area is the feeling that you know I I just I don't know enough I I'm not well read enough I don't have enough knowledge about how politics or whatever the area is that you're getting ready to walk into. I don't know enough about that. But one of the things that I have seen throughout the Inland Empire are that the people that do stand up and do something have are having, are having an incredible impact. Um, you know, and a couple of people come to mind. We've had her on the show, a lady uh, in the Fontana area, Kathy Ponce, who's, you know, no has no background in politics. But in the last three years, I mean, she has accomplished amazing things in her community, is having a direct impact on local governance, um, you know, just a lot of shoe leather and a lot of hard work. But you, you can do it. And, and that's the message from your book. Yeah. And, you know, when people tell you something's impossible then you just make it your to-do list. And, and, and as Americans, we have this quintessential American spirit. You mentioned Kathy 
Ponzi. I mean, she started a tea party in Fontana, California. I, I was privileged to be one of the first speakers at the first meeting. And the place was packed. And you, you know what was fascinating? There were people all over the place outside of that event. I went out and talked to some of them. And when they started to learn what we were talking about in that meeting, even though they were young, even though there was a mixture of Democrats and Republicans, it resonated with a lot of people. And that's the thing. you got to get over the fear. Mm-hmm. Fear of rejection is one of the most powerful human motivators to keep us on the sidelines. And the bottom line is, you know, you can knock on 50 doors and, you know, hopefully uh, you'll get a few open to you. But, um, <clears throat> well, it, it, the analogy worked a lot better <laughs> when I was back in high school. And I would say, you know, you could ask 50 girls to the prom and, and if 49 said no to you, you still had a date. Absolutely. And, you know, that's that's part of this process. Look, do you want to live free or do you want to let other people dictate every aspect of your life? Look, look at the insane laws that they're passing in California. They've got a law right now to to capture cow flatulence. This is SB 1383. I'm not making this up. Now, I don't know how in the world you capture cow flatulence, but I bet the dairy farmers don't know either. And they, 53 dairy uh, farmers in California went bankrupt, closed their doors, or moved out of state just this year. Well, how many are going to leave next year based on this new law that is going to require them to waste a ton of time on something that isn't going to make any difference in the universe or the, the, the temperature, that, which is, you know, obviously this is a, a global uh, warming initiative gone wild. Oh, sure. And I think the, the point is to make it more expensive and drive people off the land. I think that's, that's I think that really is their ultimate goal to as part of sustainability is to drive people off the land and into uh, into in, into dense into dense cities. But it's time for right now. Right, but sustainability for whom? Because if you drive the food makers out of business and out of your state and presumably if California secedes and becomes its own country out of your country. Uh, you don't have sustainability and unless you're only concerned about sustainability for animals. I think a lot of these liberals are concerned about sustainability for animals and don't give a, uh, you know what, for people that are affected by their policies. Well, they're certainly not concerned about the sustainability of California's pension plan. And on that note, I'll turn it over to you to take us out of this segment, Greg. Sure. Uh, Time for a word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Tim Donnelly and California Craziness after this message. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now's the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855 AM 590, the answer. 
This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the year-end edition of the Unite IE Radio program. We're having a nice little fireside chat uh, with former Assemblyman, uh, candidate for governor, and now author Tim Donnelly, whose website, PatriotNotPolitician.com, uh, features uh, links to his book as well as his new blog. I'd encourage all of you folks to go out and uh, look him up there. And, of course, you can uh, – can you link there to your new book, Tim? Yes, you can, right down at the bottom. Yeah, I have I have a link there to to Amazon. You could buy it on Amazon. You can also just send me an email and say, hey, I want a personalized copy. And I charge $25 free shipping. I sign it out to you, and uh, and I invoice you directly. I actually make more money that way. Beautiful. So, yeah. so, so get your signed, autographed, copy, personalized book, Patriot, Not Politician. And you had a byline for your book that I thought was uh, really interesting, Win or Go Homeless. And uh, in your book, you sort of document your walk into into politics and how God was uh, opening doors and your your partner through the process and and how and and it's a book that encourages really people according to what we learned about it in the first half uh, encourages people to uh, to get involved that uh, you don't have to be some kind of a uh, intellectual or expert or you just have to care about the country and your community right absolutely I mean if you took this book as a blueprint and you're a complete unknown. It's possible you could duplicate some of the the uh, the success that I had in getting inside the building, and then of course there's a segment, a whole section on inside the building, behind the wall, and uh, it's fascinating how one voice can can make such a difference because they perceive you as a threat. Here you are, you're 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 now part of their club that they don't want you in. And they don't want you to expose it to the outside world. Well, I expose it. In that section of the book, I, I name names. I talk about people that everyone thought were conservative Republicans or that were good people uh, on our side who have very, very different views. And their actions speak a lot louder than their words in terms of, of undermining people like myself after, you know, tens of thousands of us across the state were trying to take the governorship away from Jerry Brown. And, of course, you know, you guys had a front seat to watching the GOP establishment protect Jerry Brown's governorship by putting up a Democrat that you named earlier, Neil Kashkari, uh, pretending he was a Republican. It's just amazing. Yeah, it is. So let me me ask you this, because I have this belief, and I want to know if it's well-founded or crazy. I have this belief that if conservatives in California – honestly got organized and organized to be effective that they could take this state back um that it's possible with better organization and one of the examples it's a recent example you know we had all these crazy gun laws that were passed during the uh the session this year in june july and then uh some very uh motivated people started some initiatives and tried to get signatures we've got eight million registered gun owners in the state of california and they couldn't get, I don't think, 200,000 signatures, which I think speaks to the, I don't know I, I, what the right descriptive word would be. But, you know, I, I just can't imagine 8 million gun owners not well, signing let, this. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me help you there, because here, here's, 
here's what's missing. Okay. It's not just conservatives, and it's not just grassroots. You've got to have the money behind it. So if you have a strong campaign that is intelligently targeted to true conservatives slash libertarians, and it is a, a campaign you know, for our civil rights, like gun, gun rights and things like that, our natural inalienable rights, when you're out there defending those, that's a unifying theme. The problem is you've got to have paid signature gatherers. I've done this a number of times mm. and, and come up short every time because when you have volunteers, they're just giving you their time, and, and, it, and it's an impossible burden. But the, the California government designed it that way. They, may, they wanted to make absolutely certain when you're trying to referend or undo the damage they've done to you. They give you 90 days. Then they cut about 15 days off that by uh, dilly-dallying around with the title and everything. And in the end, if you don't have the money to hire the signature gatherers, you're never going to make it. Mm. Well, that's where we need to pressure the Republican Party into, into actually backing conservatives and conservative causes that would bring a whole lot of people from the middle who are not Marxist progressives. They might be Democrats or they might not even know. They might be young, but they want to live free. They don't want to give 80 percent of their money to the government. They don't want to give up all their gun rights while watching violent criminals released by Jerry Brown in Prop 57 in the, in the latest election. They don't want to watch illegal aliens go to college in their seat, paid for by their tax dollars, so now they and their kids can't go. I mean, that's insane. Okay, but yes, but that's what they're voting for. They're voting for the candidate to believe that. And just in this last election, there were the, the uh, Gavin Newsom's gun laws, the, uh, his initiative, which was largely duplicative of the gun laws passed by the legislature, it passed. I don't have the, the, the percentage in front of me, but it, it but it passed easily in California. Greg, Greg here here here's the game though. Let's 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 go larger than the than the individual issues. Here's the game that we're playing. We are the bad news bears. They are the Los Angeles Dodgers. They are a professional baseball team who are paid millions of dollars, who are the best in, in the world, presumably. We are the bad news bears. We, we can't even afford uniforms. That's the problem. It, it's not that we don't have a worthy cause. If you watch the bad news bears, you realize eventually they get it all together and they win. But the bottom line is we're still at that phase where if you don't have enough money to even be competitive, nobody ever hears your message. So you can't make statements that somehow 60 or 70 or 80 percent of Californians favor gun control when the vast majority have no idea of the other side of the issue because there was no money to ever contest it. And a lot of them don't even know what was in it. They just saw a pay TV ad where someone it was like an ASPCA ad where someone came on crying with a dog and they were like, wow. And and, And next thing you know, they're voting you know, for Prop 63, even though it has nothing, the commercial has nothing to do with the fact that they're going to require you to get a permit to buy and to pass a background check to buy ammo for the gun you passed a background check for two weeks ago. Right. Well, okay. Tim, we're out of time for this segment. We want to get some of your final thoughts on a few things when we come back after a message from this sponsor from... We appreciate Ed Hoffman's support from Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, residential and commercial. More with Tim Donnelly after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Reno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all Southern California and Arizona. 
Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower. Two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday, 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. And again, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by California DRE. Broker license number 01147747. And California Financiers Lenders license number 603K610. Licensed by the California Department of Business Oversight number 603K610. NMLS 9873. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we, we have on the line Tim Donnelly, who exemplifies uh, that motto. Has a new book out, uh, Patriot Not Politician. That's available on Amazon and his own website, which is patriotnotpolitician.com. So I understand you have some, uh, you're looking for a new job here. Where, where might that be, Tim? <laughs> well... I, I would love to serve in the Trump administration if they'll have me. Oh, that'd be cool. So I've I've asked them if they take a look at me for uh, some position within Homeland Security, uh, given my background and uh, experience, both in the legislature and at the border as a leader of the Minutemen. And uh, so I've been in touch, and, and we'll see. You know, they, Maybe it's just a pipe dream, but uh, prayers will be appreciated to that end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we would love to see you uh, have a role there. So if the folks that are listening that are, you know, that if even if you don't know Tim Donnelly, hold his family up in prayers and that uh, this uh, next phase of his life in service in public service would be would be answered and uh, with the right position. That, that, that'd be awesome, Tim. I'd love to see you uh, there. Right. There's a saying personnel is policy. So it's not just the cabinet secretary, the secretary of this, the secretary of that. Which was as, could be as important is those under those lower positions that are actually out there day to day. You show up at the office every morning to implement that policy and try to drive well, the you're, bureaucracy. You're you're dead you're dead right, Greg. Because if you remember back, in, I believe it was 2002, uh, Asa Hutchinson was the undersecretary of Department of Homeland Security. He's the one who shut down the Temecula 12 from doing any interior enforcement. He basically shut down interior enforcement on, in terms of any sort of aggressive uh, job sites and, and other sort of uh, enforcement of our immigration law uh, nationwide, starting in California. And that was all done by, by a lowly-level guy. It wasn't the top guy. So, and that was under George W. Bush, by the way. Right. So it's really, really important. And the position that I've targeted is assistant secretary uh, in charge of policy. And I think it's really important to look at the policies that the president has laid out in terms of border enforcement, in terms of securing, you know, putting up a physical barrier, a wall, if you, if you will. But you, you've got to couple that with actual enforcement. But then there's the third thing. You've got to you've got to have the back of your agents. Under Bush, we had two border patrol agents who went to prison for enforcing the law. Right. They made one or two mistakes, and there was a whole bunch of malfeasance by some of their superiors. And next thing you know, they were thrown in jail, uh, Ramos and Campion, right. for 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 enforcing the law essentially. 
And that's just as important. You've got a huge number of people in the Border Patrol Union who are out there putting their lives on the line. And they need to know that the president has their back. They need to know that all the way through the organization, they're going to be backed up. And to take that thought one step further, we know that within the Department of Justice, and I got to assume even organizations like the EPA, the Obama administration has filled a lot of these line positions, not just with people who are interested in carrying out the law, but ideologues, people who have an ideological bent in their enforcement practices. And uh, well, Obama, Obama filled them with either Muslim Brotherhood figures or people who were so politically correct, who would carry the doctrine and gospel of political correctness to such an extreme that they were shredding documents that gave insight into the plans and schemes of Syed Farouk, the guy who killed my neighbor. Right. You so, know, in the, in the in the San Bernardino terrorist attack. All right. Phil, so, Phil Haney you know, ta- told that. us about that. Tim, we Absolutely. want to give one last plug to your book. We've got 30 seconds to wrap up our show and uh, bid you uh, adieu and Happy New Year and good luck in this next uh, phase. Hopefully you do get a position within the administration. Your brand new book, Patriot Not Politician, you can get a autographed copy from your website, your new blog, PatriotNotPolitician.com. And uh, your article, uh, The Top 10 Crazy Laws of... Uh, 2017 that are going to be enforced. Thanks for being with us and wish you all the best, Tim. Thank you, Tim. It was my pleasure. And I, a happy new year. Happy, prosperous, and safe new year and a new future for our country. Godspeed. God Absolutely. bless you. We'll be back after a message from our sponsor. Hillary's party's not hosting, they're no longer toasting. Beyonce, Kanye, cop killers, racist, and the Muslim brother. Welcome back to the United England Empire radio program for our last program of 2016. And could it get, I mean, I, I was reading a comment, Greg, uh, Greg, my, uh, Greg Britton, my co-host here on the United IE radio program. My name is Don Dix. We have uh, 2016, somebody was commenting on a YouTube video about the death of a celebrity, and it was just about four or five days ago before the passing of Debbie Reynolds. And they, they said, 2016 needs to calm the hell down <laughs> because so many people were dying and so much has gone on. It's like, please just go out with a whimper. Don't. And here we've got another one. And now we just learn that, uh, of course, we record on Thursdays. But so any, any news that's broken, uh, we don't have access to. Um, so the nuclear war that started on Friday, we, we were not able to cover that. Right, but somehow the Obama administration has decided to expel 35 Russian diplomats and closed two compounds. Uh, it's official. Why that that will teach Vladimir Putin a lesson? Oh yeah, like he's shaking in his boots, right? You know, I mean, the, the Obama. First of all, they never really offered up any conclusive evidence. No. You know, we heard uh, department uh, repres- unnamed sources within a department telling us that within another department uh, they had determined that Russia conclusively was responsible for hacking. We never got any conclusive evidence, but the, but the, the meme, if you will, was repeated so often within the media that the average American that doesn't pay any attention to what's really going on in the news comes away with the impression that 
Russia fixed the the fix was in for Donald Trump by Russia. Yeah, I saw a poll. It's about it's about thirty percent of the people, probably ninety nine percent of them Democrats, uh, that, uh, that that believe Russia uh, was responsible for the for the for the outcome of the of the election. Wow! And it's on this on the same subject. Julian Assange, who who is the head of WikiLeaks, who released a lot of the information, is he says no country, no state provided me with the information. And in any test of credibility of the Obama administration and Julian Assange, I vote Julian Assange. Well, yeah, and it's no secret that they have been trying to shut him down for, and that's why he's sitting inside of an Ecuadorian embassy, because some people believe this whole story uh, about his, about some kind of criminal activity that he was involved in was all, uh, you know, a created sort of a false flag sort of an event that has in an attempt to marginalize Julian Assange. But, you know, he, his track record is absolutely 100% perfect WikiLeaks. Right. There's nothing that they've ever been put up that they've ever put up that has been found to be false or manufactured. You know, unlike the Obama administration, who from the very get go, if you like your doctor, you can you keep, keep your, your doctor. doctor. We'll save you twenty five hundred dollars. You know, and, and Gazi was caused by an internet video, and all of the things that he just learned about in the media, like the IRS targeting of conservative groups, all the way up to uh, things as recent as things that happened during this election that the that Barack Obama said, "Oh, I just read about it like the rest of you did in the newspaper." I mean, this guy is is as corrupt and uh, ideologically uh, driven a- as anybody. Right. So, There's also it didn't get as much play, but they that they were manipulating intelligence from the Middle East to try to make the war, their their supposed efforts against terrorism look better than they are. So I trust not anything that's from from the Obama administration. Well, we had a real nice guest uh, visit us with a fireside chat here on the last uh, episode of the United IE Radio program for 2016. Assemblyman Tim Donnelly, who has just written a book, uh, folks. And if you missed that segment, as always, you can go out to the uh, his, the list of podcasts on am590theanswer.com. Uh, scroll down. You know, there's a tab there for podcasts. Scroll down to all of the podcasts and uh, check this one out. The visit we have with Tim Donnelly. He's written a brand new book called Patriot, Not Politician. Win or go homeless. Right, exactly. In other words, you know, burn the bridges as you venture forward in the quest to save uh, this great political experiment called a republic, which is worth saving, that hundreds of thousands of men and women have given their lives to uh, preserve and advance. And uh, he's written an article. Uh, you know, it's we go from the uh, sort of the the I don't know the word I'm looking for here, but I, I want to say that the pontification of what's great about this country down to from the sublime to the ridiculous. Tim's written an article that appeared in Breitbart about the 10 stupidest laws in California for 2017. And in it, he says it was nearly an impossible task to try to isolate the 10 most stupidest out of hundreds of new California laws that are going into effect on January 1st. But somehow he whittled it down to 10 out of the 898 new laws that are going into effect January 1st, 2017, of which there's plenty to hate. But he's picked 10, and we're going to do our best to uh, go through at least a couple of these that are on our respective hit lists. What what got your attention out of the 10, Greg? Well, number one, uh, Tim is a strong supporter of the Second Amendment, Right, is to... They keep chipping away at the right to keep and bear arms, which the Second Amendment says uh, shall not be infringed. 
So they, they keep infringing away. And this one, uh, probably the worst part of that is going to be <clears> – <throat> You've already passed your background check and paid the money to do that and waited your requisite 11 days to buy a gun. You now have to repeat the process every time you want to purchase ammunition. It's just it's to make it more difficult and expensive to keep and bear arms. The ultimate goal, I submit, of the left, of the Democrat Party, is total ban on private ownership of guns. They can't get there all at once. Right. So they've got to keep chipping away at it. Like the Obama administration just come out with these new rules that if you're a Social Security recipient and you having your um, your son or your daughter or a relative handling your account for you, that must mean that you're, you're too mentally incompetent to own a gun. Again, just chipping away at the, wherever, wherever they can at their honor right to keep and bear arms. Another one of his favorites here, and I got to agree, the uh, hands-free law, AB 1785, another example of government gone wild. AB 1785 prescribes driver behavior so severely that in in and of itself, I believe it, it causes more accidents than deaths. Not only must the phone be dash-mounted, meaning you'll have to have a permanent distraction right in front of you, but... You you may not text, which, you know, obviously, if you're driving, you shouldn't be texting. Take photographs or video or enter a GPS destination while driving. Fat chance of stopping those activities with a mere $20 fine. The bill stipulates that the only time a driver is allowed to touch the device is when he or she is activating or deactivating a feature function. Like if you're answering a call and you, uh, quote unquote, here's the. Here's the, the the language: single swipe or tap of the driver's finger, according to the bill. More uh, nanny state sort of intrusion, right? And I'm and I'm sure this is going to be real, real effective. As it's, it's going to be as effective as the current ban on talking on your cell phone is. Well, what's funny is I was as I was driving into the studio today, I passed a California Highway Patrol driver who had his face buried in his onboard computer. As he's, you know, talk about distracted driving. And I, I, I get it. I mean, these guys have a lot that they've got to handle as they're driving. But here I look at the driver of a CHP and he's actually keying something into the onboard computer as he's driving. You know, that's the ultimate distraction. But yet we're, you know, required to do this as well. I mean, it's crazy. Well, it kind of coming back to to firearms. The, the, the next one is that there's this law that says is you can't have a a called bullet button which allows the magazine just to drop out, so you can put a new one in and uh, regulates uh, semi-automatic guns. If you have one of those already, you have to register it as a quote assault weapon unquote with with the, with the state of California. And of course, I'm sure this this is the, criminals are going to obey this law. And I'm sure that there is uh, actually there is no evidence that any gun control laws reduce crime, homicide, or mass killings. And but it's even worse than it's more sillier than that because I went to my local gun shop to say, "Gee, I know this law is coming up. Should I buy something now?" Too late. And 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 the guy said, "No, because they'll come out with a with a, a modified version, right? The same weapon. It just won't have a collapsible stock. The the grip will be just a little bit different, and it'll still have a detachable magazine. So." They passed this law, and it's not even going to accomplish the purposes they stated for it. Now, I think as we talk about gun laws, and obviously, you know, gun laws, 
I'll give I'll try to give credit to the left. Well-intentioned as it might be, obviously prevents many law-abiding people from exercising their Second Amendment to protect themselves, their families, their homes. At the same time, we're limiting law-abiding citizens from buying ammo and buying guns. Jerry Brown throws more violent felons out onto the street with Prop 57, which the California voters voted for, not by much. I think the mark, what was it? Right. It's it's another one that was was deliberately, confusingly labeled by former uh, Attorney General Kamala Harris. So it it would sound more palatable to the voters. But Prop 57, essentially an early release for so-called nonviolent criminals. This is all Governor Jerry Brown's baby. Uh, What Tim is describing as the crown jewel of his prison reform initiatives. Essentially what happens is, is twofold. First of all, it recategorizes a variety of different uh, crimes as nonviolent. So, for instance, the rape of an unconscious person, human trafficking involving sec- sex acts with minors, and assault with a deadly weapon, all of these are now reclassified as nonviolent, even though they're clearly violent. And in addition, it it, it now creates a... Um, it gives expanded powers to a unelected board of regulators who are sort of tantamount to probation officers, if you will, that will hear these cases of these prisoners who have ostensibly gone through, you know, basket weaving 101, which has rehabilitated them or some sort of a class or regime that they've gone through and are now rehabilitated. It gives this board new powers to release these people who were previously it con- convicted of violent crimes to early release them. Uh, putting more criminals on the streets has always been near and dear to the liberal heart. But I'll come back to, and we'll close out this segment, is that they, they passed this Prop 57, put it on the ballot so that if you convict, if you commit a rape using a drug, you can now get out of prison early. Yet these same liberals were all, went into a tizzy when the case up in, at Stanford where the student raped another one who was unconscious at the time and got, received a very lenient sentence. Six months or something Lenient like sentence from the judge. They went into a tizzy over that and passed a new law that says to, to try to counteract that. Crazy. Yet they turn around on, the other, on, the, on their other hand and, right. and want to put those same people out of prison earlier. Crazy stuff here in the state of California for you folks that still are in clear grasp of common sense and reality both Those of you of, both of you both of you out there listening uh we've got to take a break from our sponsor for this half hour of the unite ie radio show we'll be right back after a message from all-star collision the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll uh, back after this when you're in an auto accident you want quality repairs done as fast as possible all you need is all-star for 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. 
Great economist and writer Thomas Sowell said that if politics were like sports, we could ask Israel to trade us Benjamin Netanyahu for Barack Obama. Of course, we would have to throw in a trillion dollars to get Israel to agree to the deal. But, he adds, it would be money well spent. However, after this week, we may have to up that to two or three trillion dollars. What do you think? Good grief. And Donald Trump thought that this was might be, and the rest of us, based on that preliminary sort of meeting at the White House, uh, where Donald Trump came away and said we had a nice chat and everything's great. And, you know, and, 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 and literally Donald Trump put, took his foot off the accelerator, I think, from a standpoint of, you know, his public pronouncements, if you will. I mean, obviously behind the scenes going full speed ahead, but in terms of the public face of his transition, I think he he started, you know, projecting a very sort of slow, benign pace. Barack Obama's doing anything but, and I think he, he, I I don't know if if he understands, but he's got the U.S. careening towards World War III right now with his with his blame game on Russia. Russia has now been forced to withdraw. We've expelled 35 diplomats, closed two of their compounds. Um, and then, of course, everything about Israel. I mean, my God, where do you even begin with this? Well, on the Russia, on, on, the, on that Russia thing, Russia will do a commensurate expelling of American diplomats from Russia, close two of our compounds, and that's not such, that, that in and of itself is not such a big deal. But his deliberate uh, souring of relations with Russia and trying to make Russia an enemy. Now, I mean, they may be. Russia has its own ideas. They have their own ambitions, which may or may not be compatible with ours. But to try to, to, try to make them an enemy is, is, is irrational. And Donald Trump's going to see, what, well, can, where can we work together? Right. But Israel, I mean, th- what happened this week on Israel is just uh, – people are saying they're shocked or surprised. I'm not shocked or surprised. But it is still, it is still despicable to let that resolution pass. We talked about it in, in, the, in, the, I think in the first half hour here, is that uh, to condemn the Israeli settlements of – territory in the West Bank and uh, which is actually part of ancient Israel. Right. And now and that's a unilateral. It makes no condemnation, no criticism of the other side who has repeatedly and continually rejected peace negotiations with Israel, which Israel has offered unconditionally, is that other nations now have that legal basis using that resolution to take punitive action against Israel. And that was the first time up until this point the U.S. has always had Israel's back at the United Nations, which is very anti-Israel in part because a large block of the countries there are Muslim. And, they're, and so they vote against Israel, but that's not all of it. There's a, that Security Council, every other nation on that Security Council, 14 of them, voted for it, including the United Kingdom, England. Right. That is, and that's, that, that's a little bit. On the fa- on the surface of it, shocking until you peel back the layers and you realize how pro-Palestinian France and England and you know some of these other countries are. Uh, it's not shocking uh, that this would be, you know, that the United Nations would have this posture. What is shocking, though, is the uh, acknowledgement by Netanyahu that they have clear and foolproof evidence 
of the United States working behind the scenes in order to make this happen. Right. And the Obama administration denied had we, right. had we had no role in this. It just came up on, you know, the other nations all were responsible for it. And then we then we abstained on it and let it pass. But actually, according to Israel, and again, who do you believe? Well, and all Israel, the, is Netanyahu right. and, and, the, and, his, and his government or Barack Obama, who with a repeated record of lying. And on the surface of it, you know, Kerry, during his 72-minute press conference, if you will, or speech or final foreign affairs sort of goodbye speech, he acknowledged that there were certain things that they had told the Security Council that if they were if they were incorporated into this resolution, that the U.S. would abstain from voting, which is tantamount to allowing it to pass. Right. So essentially, they said there's certain things as long as it contains this language. This was the public, you know, acknowledgement of their involvement. Uh, but behind the scenes, uh, the, you know, the, the timing of this on Christmas on, on Friday, the 23rd, the day before Hanukkah, the day before the United States takes a long week off, um, you know, is is suspect as well. I mean, this isn't something that just happened, you know, during the Obama administration. We're in the waning days of the Obama administration. The timing of it before these two religious holidays, the timing of it during the transition period, the doubling down on it during the speeches and in the, you know, what what's happened during this week. Yeah. Oh, and, and here's particularly ironic is that Obama, the Obama administration is condemning Russia for its alleged interference in our election, yet the Obama administration intentionally went out there and they tried to get Benjamin Netanyahu defeated in the last Israeli election. Hmm. Yes, exactly. Sent not just money, but personnel over there. Jim Messina, who was very involved in, uh, you know, uh, it, it, the first, if not the second campaign of Barack Obama's goes over to organize the opposing party's candidate to try to defeat Benjamin Netanyahu. And yet they've got the temerity to complain about Russia. Well, plus they gave money to the opposite to a group aligned with the opposition right. to do voter registration for them. Exactly. So this is the yeah, good January 20th can't no. come soon. And enough. then we had on top of that helping the Muslim Brotherhood take power in, in, in Egypt. The, right. the, the nuclear deal with Iran that will let Iran have nuclear weapons. Deposing either, Gaddafi. Uh, either, and- either by cheating on the agreement or just keeping the agreement after, after 10 years. The, even Obama admitted they'd be only six months away from having nuclear weapons. I think one of the most telling things is when you look at a map of the Middle East and every Muslim uh, is Islamic-led theocracy that surrounds Israel, you see, you can barely see this thin little blue sliver of the only democracy, which is the Jewish state of Israel, amid this giant sea of green surrounding them. And... Never once did the U.S. back any resolutions about any of the genocide occurring in any of those countries. No, no. Israel's responsible for everything. It's enough. Absolutely. Time for a word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this message. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the 
kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to the final segment of the final show of the final year of the Obama administration. The final segment of the Unite IE radio show, Unite Inland Empire. And coming up on April 30th, Greg, I just want to throw out a reminder to everybody that's uh, still hanging with us here uh, on the waning hours of 2016. On April 30th, we have the fourth annual Unite IE Conservative Conference, April 30th at the Riverside Convention Center. That is a Sunday, and it's a little bit of a different format, but we've got some great surprises in store for folks. This is going to be a do-not-miss event. Uh, it's timed with the end of the first 100 days of the of the Obama. I almost slipped it. I'm so, so frustrated and angry with what's going on. The, fi- the first 100 days of the Trump administration, so we can kind of get together, circle the wagons, uh, see how things have gone and what's next. And, of course, you know, as always, talk about what we can do as conservatives to try to, you know, put a finger in the dike of the uh, crushing amount of progressive law and agenda that's happening in uh, the United States. Any, you know, final thoughts on 2016? Well, it's uh, it was a fa- outside of California. It was a fantastic result. If we, if you had told us what the result would be early in the year, we would have been wow, this is this is fantastic, and would have had trouble believing it. Um, now, I was always one, even at the worst times of the, of the, in the polling numbers, that I thought Donald Trump had a had a had a real chance of winning. Is this was a change election? People were dissatisfied by seventy percent with the direction of the country that they just weren't going to vote to continue the same direction. With a more crooked candidate. Right. But the fact that Donald Trump is in does not mean our work is over. By far not. No, because because Donald Trump himself is not going to make America great again. He needs his move, the movement behind, the movement that put him in office now has to have his back and has to be helping him out there in the countryside. And whether it's putting pressure on Republicans to make sure they support his agenda or running for office, the city council, the school board, your state legislature. All of that work is even more important because now we have an opportunity we didn't have before. The wind is at our back. To to make real change and truly make America great again. Speaking of real change, coming up on our show next week, Lieutenant Colonel Roy White, who's going to be talking to us about things that you guys can do, a listening audience, to help craft the new textbooks that are going to be used throughout California in California textbooks. Greg, it's been an honor and a privilege to be with you here on the United IE Radio Show. Same. Looking forward to a great 2017. Be safe, be well. Talk to you next Saturday.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.